0: everybody welcome to our rachel's reviews we are having another episode of our hidden gems podcast and this week we are going to be talking about another library streaming service uh, called hoopla and it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it and uh, i'm joined as every week by my friend ryan is here
1: hi rachel so great to be with you once again uh, i am uh, very much looking forward to talking about hoopla uh, seeing what all the hoopla is about yeah, hoopla. Right. <laughs> And uh, we're recording this on a Sunday night. This is weird,
0: because <laughs> <laughs> like, we we usually record on Monday afternoons. But I just had, or sometimes Tuesdays. Uh, but I just such a busy week coming up that you were kind enough to uh, to agree to to Sunday night. Yeah, it does feel kind uh, of weird, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: because one of us has a critic screening to a movie with Fat Russell Crowe. <laughs>
0: oh, so excited. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we actually get to go to a very small critic screening. Uh, by the time this airs, I will have been. and so yeah, we we'll to get to see Unhinged. Uh, but don't worry, it's gonna be safe. Everything's gonna be fine. I'm gonna wear my mask. It'll be okay. Uh, and I'm really uh, hope it'll be fun. Hope it'll be hope it'll be a good movie. I, it's very different than the movies that I'm gonna be suggesting on today's show. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and uh, and before we dive in, as uh, as someone who has worked in a movie theater for three and a half years, yeah. we I I already cleaned more metal and floors and seats than one man should ever have to. <laughs> so if those theaters are not like cleaner now than when we left them back in like. Like, March, yeah. I'll see that as a failure, like, on, on like, right. movie theater change. Like, you had six months to finally remove the congealed yeah. nachos from underneath <laughs> that one seat in your big yeah. theater, and you didn't do it. Like, like <laughs> procrastination much.
0: Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident that they, I haven't been to this particular theater that the screening will be at uh, since I, uh, since, uh, since the last screening of My Spy in March. Uh, but I'm confident that it will be very, very, very clean. And, uh, I don't think it's going to, they only invited a few people. And so I think it'll be a small, small group because usually the morning screenings are for just for critics are small anyway. So I, I, I would be surprised if there's more than a dozen people there. So it'll be, it'll be safe. And I look forward to seeing how unhinged we get. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that uh, that that theaters um, theaters show a uh, show unhinged close to me because it looks interesting number yeah. one but number yeah. two I learned that the theater at least closest to me it's still a bit of a drive but it looks like barring an, another COVID wave, which given mm-hmm. mask wearing and cleaning is going like up through the roof, mm-hmm. I have no reason to doubt this, but my, the theater closest to me will be opening September 3rd, which uh. is just in time for Tenet, which like, I'm thanking God every day for that because oh Christopher gosh. Nolan movies are not meant to be seen literally anywhere else, but on the, on the biggest screen yeah. possible. Quality aside, he makes big movies for big screens.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so exciting. Uh, that, that's great. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about Hoopla. So we talked about Canopy last week. And uh, Canopy is very similar to Hoopla. They are both, uh, they're both streaming services that work with your library. Did you notice any big differences between Hoopla and Canopy?
1: Uh, I think with Canopy, I think the biggest difference was that Canopy, uh, like we discussed, it was more of like the based around the smaller movies that Mm -hmm. you always hear about, but you never really get a chance to see. But with Hoopla, it's more of like, you'll get, uh, you'll get like big movies that everybody has seen. Like I remember like looking through all the categories and I found no country for old men on there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was like, wow, everyone's seen that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's geared more towards like the general, I don't want to say like the general. Or
0: mainstream. Crowd.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I don't want to sound clinical or anything, <laughs> but, you know, Canopy is geared more towards the art house crowd and, mm-hmm. and Hoopla is geared more towards the, the average Joe
0: yeah i think that is true uh they have you know a lot of things like say zoolander uh they have so there's some you know pretty mainstream comedies. what we do in the shadows um uh charlotte's web almost famous so i mean there's pretty pretty mainstream kind of of films and i think hallmarkies will love hoopla (laughs) There are a lot of romantic comedies in here, and they have a lot of, particularly, I noticed, more Lifetime, and it's not as so much Hallmark movies, but there's a ton of Lifetime movies on here, and there's a ton of uh, of other, other stations, other networks, um, uh, rom-coms on here. So, and then just a number of rom-coms in general. And so it should be a pretty popular one, but they do have, they have Moonlight on here. Um, so there are some smaller films, but, uh, but a lot of, a lot of rom-coms on here, which, so I'm a fan. Of. A, a, of, <laughs>
1: a, a potential pick of mine that just barely made it to the cutting room floor was uh, the Lasse Holstrom film What's Eating Gilbert Grape with a Mm. very young Johnny Depp, an extremely young Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Mary Steenburgen, and and a bunch of others. Uh, I saw it in high school and I was like, "Uh, should I put that on there? But then I saw my second choice and I was like, okay, it's on the floor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and also Hoopla, it's a regular library app too. Or you can get your books and your other things reserved on Hoopla. Uh, but they just have a movie section. So uh, that's something to keep in mind as well. So, yeah. I want to yeah.
1: give a quick shout out to Hoopla because I've read a lot of the comics that I've read thanks to Hoopla. Um, I read the entirety oh, okay. of Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's run on Batman. That just ended two or three years ago. That was excellent superman birthright superman the man of steel uh all of kick-ass from mark wades all of scott pilgrim versus the world by from brian leo malley bunch of wonder woman stuff because i was reading it in preparation for the wonder woman movie that we got in 2017 so oh, yeah. I, I i do want to give a shout out because uh hoopla is definitely like it's like canopy it's like it's the best streaming service you never heard of.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like with these two uh, weeks, we've it's almost more the streaming service is the hidden gem, almost more than anything else for as far as this podcast goes.
1: Right, and it, yeah. it's something that nothing would actively look for, but it just or, or not yeah. look for just randomly, but like have to I be... feel like we're bringing attention to something yeah. that at, at least for me for Hoopla, like it's a service that. I've always like revered but I was mm-hmm. like no one's going to know what this is yeah. but now we have a platform where we can bring attention to yeah. it. So uh, we are speaking truth to power. I guess.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and and it's free and when you when you borrow they call it borrowing a movie you you get to watch it for 3 days and I I don't think that Hoopla has a uh, a number of uh, you, you borrow five, it's five, you can borrow five titles in a month. Uh, and I think with canopy, you can do seven, um, but you can do five. Uh, it's 10. Oh, 10. Sorry. 10. Uh, and, uh, and then you get it for three days when you borrow it, uh, with hoopla. So pretty good. Free 99, my favorite price. <laughs>
1: Everybody loves that price.
0: That's right. Uh well, why don't you tell us your first choice that you recommend?
1: So, my first choice and uh this is uh, I'm going a little bit all over the map on this one, Rachel. But it seems like you picked mostly like rom-coms and I stuff. I did. I definitely pulled a bit of a mixed bag. Uh all my right. first choice is a movie from 1974, it's a movie that I've seen several times, and it's called The Taking of Pelham 123. Uh, this was directed by Joseph Sargent, who directed the disaster piece, Jaws the Revenge, who, which involves a shark being able to swim from the New England area to the Bahamas, and also stars Michael Caine, but don't think too much about it. And also gave us the classic Roger Ebert line, his shirt is dry! <laughs> But anyway, side road. Uh, The Taking of Pelham 123 is about a group of thieves who hijack a subway car in New York City, specifically the Pelham 123 train. Uh, It's a lot of people going home from their nine-to-five jobs, so it's pretty populated. And uh, the thieves are led by Robert Shaw, who is, uh, of, of course, most famously Quint from Jaws, and uh, and the person trying to negotiate a way out of this is a man named Garber who is played by Walter Mathau one half of the odd couple uh, it's this 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 is just it i think this movie is really really great uh, it's got a lot of actors that you would you would recognize their face but would never know their name with the exception of Mathau and uh, and Shaw you got guys like uh, Hector Elizondo, who has had a long and lengthy career, he's most recently been on Tim Allen's TV show Last Man Standing, but he was also Barney in Pretty Woman, which I'm sure Rachel, you know about, right?
0: Mm. Well, he's in all of those Gary Marshall movies.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah. of course, and there's uh, Martin Balsam, who was in Psycho and uh, Twelve Angry Men. He was. One of those. Oh, he's in that, but you would never know his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earl Hindman is in there, who was uh, who was um, the guy from Home Improvement who never showed his face. Uh, I'm blanking on his name.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the 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 uh, what is his Ed? Ed Wilson Wilson? Yeah, Wilson. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's cool. I, I I've heard of it. I remember when the remake came out, people were talking about it, and I, yeah. I, I, the, the, like remake the, remake.
1: Is, the remake is okay. It's uh, it's mostly a vehicle for John Travolta to chew the sub the subway advertisements. Like he mm-hmm. goes on and on about having like three hundred million dollars in like a penny or something like that. And he was like, "You better have that damn penny." I'm like, Travolta, priorities. Like it's just a penny. Like come on now. <laughs> but uh, but this is yeah. definitely. The 1974 version is the far superior version. Uh, It's got great acting across the board. There's far that there's more than a few tense scenes, especially with one character who uh, throughout the movie is suffering from from cancer. So there's a special tension between not only the thieves, but also how are they going to say how are the transit authority going to save the people? uh it's like i said it's got a great cast uh Mm -hmm. one name i also forgot to mention was the late jerry stiller who may he rest in peace he passed away recently so yeah taking a poem one two three is definitely a movie i think a lot of people should see or a lot more people should see
0: cool would you compare it to like speed maybe
1: no, no, they're no, two not at completely all. Different, okay. uh, different beasts because the subway is not moving. Like, it's just, it's stuck there and, and they're um, in a tunnel. No one can really get to them. And the only way that, that Garber, the Walter Matthau character, and uh, Shaw, the, the Shaw character, who's under a code name of Blue, the only way that they can communicate is through the subway telephone system that they have and radios mm-hmm. and stuff. So, like speed, the whole premise of speed is they can't go above fifty right. miles an hour, or else the bus will explode. But when, the, but in the case of Pelham One, Two, Three, subway's not going anywhere. So, so it's just a powder keg, just waiting to explode.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool, great. All right, well, uh, yeah, hard left uh, for my for my neg- for my first pick. Uh, we're talking about. I I tried to pick what I think are pretty underrated rom-coms uh, for my five picks romances uh and i so i'm start with a musical called flower drum song and this is a written by rogers and hammerstein and i think it's very underrated and it's about this woman who lives in chinatown uh she she's from hong kong uh, and she has she's planning on marrying this this guy, uh, but when she gets over here, he's already kind of attached to another woman. And uh, the, probably the most famous uh, song is "I Enjoy Being a Girl." It's probably the most famous song from the show, uh, but it's got a all well mostly Asian cast, which would be very unusual in 1961 um and uh i don't know i just think it's charming it's fun it's it's got a few things that definitely don't hold up as far as the representation and things but but uh but it's pretty unique for that time period and i don't know i just think it's i think it just that people will really enjoy it if you like things like bye bye birdie or you know the other Osc- the other rodgers and hammerstein musicals i think you'll enjoy it and uh, so people, people should give it a shot
1: yeah as um as a musical theater kid growing up i'm a big rogers and hammerstein fan mm-hmm. like i love oklahoma i love um i i love the music man and uh flower drum song was the one was one that i'd always heard of and yeah. when you said i enjoy being a girl i'm like oh because i got memories of when i was in middle school we did like a like one of those songs where it's like a bunch of other songs like smashed into like oh, ten yeah. measures and the I enjoy being a girl one was like right smack dab in the middle and the next one was I'm just a girl who can't say no <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in a terrible fix from right. Oklahoma right and, and and I was like oh that's where that's from so <laughs> I, I've never seen the movie though I've, I've seen the movie version of Oklahoma which is great I've seen the music man which is great mm-hmm. as well so I'll yeah. definitely have to look up at Flower Drum Song just to complete the unofficial yeah. Rodgers and Hammerstein trilogy.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I really like uh, Nancy Kwan as the lead. She plays Linda, and like I said, it has a, a full Asian cast, and they're really fun. And and uh, so yeah, I think it's worth it's worth a a watch. I think I'd say it's a little under underrated musical. So uh, were, what. Do you, uh,
1: They were doing Crazy Rich Asians before Crazy Rich Asians.
0: That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, So what is your next pick?
1: So my next pick is a bit of a, uh, it's a bit of a different, it's a bit of a departure from the taking of Pelham one, two, three. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's from 1987 and it's called baby boom. Uh, This was directed by Charles Shire, who is most known as a screenwriter. He uh, wrote the screenplay for private Benjamin, uh, Goldie Hawn movie that I really enjoy uh, Both of the Father of the Bride movies With Steve Martin And the first Smokey and the Bandits So he's got quite a range there And it was written by Nancy Myers Rachel I know you're a big fan of hers mm-hmm. And uh, the movie stars uh, Stars Diane Keaton As, uh, as a Businesswoman named J.C. Wyatt She's a severe workaholic Like her job is just like The only thing that matters to her only except maybe her boyfriend played by Harold Ramis. We all know who he is, like wrote Ghostbusters and directed Groundhog Day and just one of the goats in terms of comedy writing and directing. Uh, Well, in one day when she's on her way to a lunch meeting, she inherits a baby from a very distant relative. And this just turns her entire world upside down. And through a series of crazy events, she ends up growing to love this baby and she ends up striving out to create a business of her own i won't go into specific details but uh but she goes from like new york city to like rural pennsylvania it makes sense in the movie i promise Mm -hmm. uh i i've always enjoyed this movie i've seen it several times since i was like the age where it really wasn't popular for kids my age to watch these movies but it's, uh, it's one of my mom's favorites, and I just gravitated towards it. Um, Diane Keaton is the main star. She's awesome in anything she's in. Uh, Sam Shepard, who was, uh, who was the guy that broke the sound barrier. Uh, Chuck Yeager yeah. in, in The Right Stuff, and he's been in a ton of other movies. Uh, of course, the aforementioned Harold Ramis, and James Spader is in there somewhere. I can't remember what role he does play, but I, I think... Uh-huh. A, He's, uh, oh, he's Ken. Yeah, he's the, uh, I just remembered, he's the guy who takes over JC's position. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, And this movie admittedly does have a couple of jokes where you're like, oh no, she doesn't know how to take care of a baby. Womp womp. Like one of the most obvious ones is when they make the baby this plate of spaghetti and she flings it all over the kitchen. And they're and. and and Diane Keaton and Harold Ramis are cleaning it up and then she sprays some of the cleaning spray onto the baby and I'm just like oh wow like that's totally not not sanitary <laughs> at all <laughs> but outside of that there is a lot of good stuff in there uh, she has uh, Keaton has great chemistry with Sam Shepard when he comes in uh, there's a lot of great moments and there's a lot of wholesome stuff in there as well so definitely definitely a good pick for the whole family
0: I'd say mm. Yeah, I think so too. I really enjoy this film. I I think uh, it captures definitely sort of uh feminism in the ni- late nineteen eighties, early nineties, the the kind of the idea of that, you know, women could have it all, uh is is definitely there with uh, you know it kind of reminds me of like a Claire Huxtable type of character, her character. And uh and there's some funny scenes like the uh she goes to get uh, she thinks that sam shepherd's character is like a regular doctor but it turns out he's like a, he's a veterinarian, a, a veterinarian <laughs> for like horses and stuff and uh and so that whole scene is pretty funny and uh you know, her whole uh gourmet baby food uh idea is uh it, it's it's such a sort of creature of that time that moment i think and uh the way that's all done uh, it's charming. It's really cute, and uh, the the only thing that annoys me a little bit about the movie is the I, I think the score is so loud and it's very like precocious. So that I don't know. It's, sometimes I'm just like, stop it, stop telling that. You know, like I don't know. Sometimes it irritates me a little bit, but other
1: da, than
0: that. Too loud.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: but other than that, that's a nitpick. I it's very enjoyable, and uh, I would say I think I liked Nancy Myers almost better in some of her earlier stuff than some of her recent stuff. Uh, so uh, I I think uh, if people certainly if people like her recent stuff, you should definitely give this one a shot because it's 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 a lot of fun so very good pick and dying king's really good in it uh all right so my next pick is called straight talk and this is a movie starring dolly Parton, who's the best we i love dolly and this one it didn't get that good of reviews when it came out it wasn't uh as well liked as nine to five or Uh, still magnolias or some of her other roles but i like it i think it's cute it's about uh she plays this woman who kind of by accident ends up uh hosting this uh this talk show on a radio talk show where she's giving advice on love and life and things like that and she's just like very frank and very uh honest and people will really like her uh well she she sort of lies and says that she's a doctor i think they they even call her uh, uh they call her show the um doctor Sh- uh i forget but anyway i think it's even in her show and uh and so james woods plays this uh uh this reporter who starts like doing digging uh but as he's like doing this digging on her they start to Uh, fall in love and uh, so of course there's going to be a big reveal when he figures out she's not really a doctor and and then oh you've been snooping on me and whatever uh but it's just i just love dolly and i think it's it's a cute little rom-com that i would say is a little underrated
1: yeah i'm a i'm a big james woods fan uh i i loved him as hades and hercules Mm -hmm. and uh I, he was a great a-hole senator in Contact. I know you're not a big fan of Contact, mm-hmm. but I thought he was well cast in that movie. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not a humongous Dolly Parton fan. I have nothing against her personally. I, she was in a movie I saw called 9 to 5 recently, yeah. which I, I did enjoy her in that. So I'm starting to come yeah. around
0: yeah yeah i mean she's just i think she is an amazing human uh very talented songwriter uh and uh and a I, it's just really cool like what she's done for uh like building doll dollywood she built so that she could help people have jobs uh in in afflation that's in where uh she built it so that people could have jobs in that part of the world, and uh, and she has this really amazing literacy initiative where she gives uh, she gives thousands and thousands of books to to kids every year to libraries, and I don't know. She's just she's just a super cool person. Um, and then not only that, but she can be a decent actress in in the right roles. So she hasn't done that many movies, but. Uh, I think most of hers have been fun. So, uh, so this one, uh, I think, uh, is just a solid little rom-com. Uh, what, do, what do you have next?
1: So my third choice is, uh, it's, it's a concert and, uh, and the official title of it is called Les Miserables in Concert, the 25th anniversary. Uh, this was, this was a concert, uh, it, from 2010, it was this big deal to celebrate Les Mis's 25th anniversary. It took place in the O2 in London, which is like their Madison Square Garden. It's a big arena. And uh, for just like two and a half hours, it's just people standing in front of microphones and singing the songs of Les Miserables. I'm a big Les Mis fan. It's one of my favorites. I loved the 2012 version, even though there's a lot of people that don't like it. I mean, with the exception of Russell, with the exception of like, like, I get why people don't like it. But at the same time, like the movie makes me cry every single time with Mm -hmm. the the ending, and I won't go too deep into it because I'll make myself cry. So that's (laughs) another matter for another time. But in terms of this concert, I think it was very well done. Uh, Some of the voices here are a um, gentleman named Norm Lewis, who is, uh, was most recently into Five Bloods from Spike Lee. He was the Eddie character. Uh, Leia Salonga plays Fa- Fontaine, or I am probably butchered that, and I do apologize. Mm-hmm. But Leia Salonga is most famous for being Mulan in Mulan, not the, not the upcoming remake, the original animated version, mm-hmm. and uh, Jasmine in Aladdin, so she's got a pretty tenured resume there. Uh, Samantha Barks uh, is, Ep- Ep- is Eponine, who was Eponine in the 2012 version. And uh, Nick Jonas plays Marius. And uh, I'm a big Jonas Brothers fan, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. So when I first saw this movie and I saw Nick Jonas, I'm like, that's Nick Jonas. Like, where are <laughs> Kevin and Joe? <laughs> but um, this is just, this is just like, this was just made for me. Okay. I'm a big Les Mis fan, like I said. It's a beautiful concert. Uh, like the, the people involved just sing their hearts out and they add so much by just standing there and just singing the songs. And there's a special encore bonus. I won't give too much of it away, but it involves a lot of the past and a lot of, a lot of former actors from the initial Broadway run. That's about as far as I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> I won't go any further than that. Just go watch it because it is, it's goosebumps. Yeah. It's literal goosebumps.
0: Yeah, I'm with you 100% on this one. I I absolutely love Les Mis. It, it was really the, one of the, aside from The Little Mermaid, it was really the first music that I ever really fell in love with. And I... I knew every line to every song when I was in high school and I got to see it when I was a freshman in high school, to see the show. And it just, I just absolutely loved it. I love the whole message of the, sh- of the show, uh, about mercy and forgiveness. And it's so touching. And, uh, I love all of the songs. Uh, the scenario maybe not my favorite, but they can be funny depending on how they're done. But yeah, this concert, is so great, and i mean i I fell in love with lame from watching the tenth anniversary concert and uh and so I uh, you know absolutely loved that and then this uh with the ending with the with the incredible performances it's just I absolutely love it i and I'm with you on the movie, I get its flaws, but I still really enjoy it and uh i I just love *Lame Miz*. It's almost hard to do wrong. I've seen it done by high school students. I've seen it done. I was on Broadway three times. I've seen it. I. I it's just. It really is hard. Hard to mess up, in my opinion. It's just such a great story, and it's such a great. Uh, it's such beautiful songs.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it and it hits you with just it. It hits you with the message, like just yeah. immediately in the beginning when yeah. when Jean Valjean steals all the gold from the church and and they drag him back, and he's like, "Father, he stole all your silver," and uh, and the priest is like, "No, I gave this to him." Yeah. But my friend, you left so early. Surely something slipped your mind should you leave the best behind and gives him the candlesticks yeah. and then tell oh. tells the police officers thank you for your duty and then and then just tells them that he has bought his soul for god and like damn that's yeah. that's
0: oh that's that so right good to my
1: veins <laughs>
0: yeah and like there's a lot of quiet moments that are i mean everybody knows i like, dreamed a dream and that's in, in incredible but uh um, and Layla Long is incredible in that I mean, she. I mean, I absolutely adore her. And uh, but uh, but uh, I love also love a uh, little fall of rain. I oh yeah, that's that that's a that's a good one. Such a good song. I also love. Uh, I mean, it's so sad, but empty chairs and empty tables.
1: Empty it's chairs just, and okay. empty Tables. that's so not the
0: good. Melody at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure everyone gets my it's the thought that counts.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just I love that. And uh my friends, my friends, don't ask me what your sacrifice was for. Yeah, it's uh we I mean I could talk we could do a whole podcast and we probably should on Lamez, now that I know you're a super fan, like I <laughs>
1: Yeah yeah, let's uh let's do it uh let's do it when, when
0: I promise when- we Let's you won't sing the whole time.
1: <laughs> I mean, I could probably do all the songs. <laughs> you could just jump in whenever. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm a pretty good singer.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. A very good pick. All right, well, my next pick is a drama, so it's my one non-romantic comedy, uh, but it is the prize winner of Defiance, Ohio, and this is based on a memoir written by uh, a woman named Terry Ryan uh, that about her mother. And it, it was a big book club book. Uh, I don't know, back in like, uh, it, it was back in like 2000 or whatever. And, uh, and then they got made into the movie 2002, 2003. And it, it, I read it in book clubs, several book clubs, actually. It was a big popular choice over there. And it's a charming book, and the movie is is pretty good. Uh, with Julianne Moore playing her, this playing this woman with ten kids, that uh, her husband is is a piece of work. He's 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 not great. Um, Woody played by Woody Harrelson, and Woody Harrelson can definitely play the the drunk, angry uh, guy pretty well. I think. Yeah.
1: He, uh, he operates, he's like Oliver Platt. Like whenever you need a lead need, like a piece of work guy, you call either one of those.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And so Julianne Moore, she has these 10 kids and she enters all of these jingle writing contests and she just figures out how to make, uh, to make uh, a living off of writing these jingles and uh, so she wins all these different prizes and and uh it's just kind of about her life and and uh and it has Laura Dern she's in it uh who's always great and uh it's just a, a sweet tribute to a mom you know family drama uh and uh so I I think uh certainly i would recommend the uh, the book's a lot better than the movie but it's still i think worth a watch
1: (laughs) yeah this is a bit of a bit of a funny story attached to this movie i was in the library like two years ago and i was like looking through the shelves and there there's and at least in my library there's like a shelf off to the side where they keep new releases Mm -hmm. and on that shelf was the prize winner of defiance ohio and i picked it up and i was like this looks interesting and then I read it and I'm like eh, maybe not and I put it back. So um, I kind of regret I kind of regret that I did because now that actually sounds quite interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean it, I really like stories like the actual the cheaper by the by the dozen uh, no, novel I mean well it's like a memoir. Um, not the it's totally different than the movie though. Uh, the uh, Steve Martin movie. That's only Chi Brother doesn't in name only, but I love the book. And I really like, uh, um, I remember mama, which is, uh, they made a really sweet movie with Irene Dunn off of, I love just little portraits of family life and strong women and mothers. And, and, uh, and so it's my, it's, it's something I really enjoy. So I think it's definitely worth a watch strong performances and, uh, yeah, she raises 10 kids off of these jingles and, and it's kind of a thing of the past, you know, now it's just sweepstakes and it, uh, most of these kinds of giveaways and stuff don't require any kind of skill, any kind of talent, uh, involved. Uh, it's just a, you know, you just get lucky. So it's like,
1: it's like being a jingle writer was like being a YouTuber back then.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's a fair comparison. I do. Uh, so what do you have next?
1: So we're going to be taking a hard right away from uh, <laughs> from women entering jingle contests and supporting 10 kids, uh, because my next pick is a movie called Ex Machina. Uh, this was written and directed by Alex Garland, who, uh, who would go on to direct my second favorite movie of 2018 uh, called Annihilation, and he also wrote the screenplay for 28 Days Later, and he's currently working on a show called Devs, which I have not seen, but I have heard good things. Oh, and he also he also wrote the screenplay for Dread from 2013, which is so good. But in terms of Ex Machina, it's about a computer program who works at uh, Facebook for all intents and purposes. They name it a different name, but it's like either Google or Facebook, take mm-hmm. your pick and he wins this contest to spend like 2 weeks with the company's founder in like the middle of nowhere like it's grassy there's like a waterfall and stuff but outside of that not a soul around and it's just this programmer and this ceo and and the programmer has programmer has no idea why he is there until he takes uh, until the ceo takes him down to his basement and they they see a robot that that the ceo has created in his spare time i guess and so the the entire premise of the movie is they're going to do they're going to subject this robot to the turing test which is does this robot believe that she is human or does she, is she aware of her own consciousness mm-hmm. for some this can be incredibly boring but for me i think it's great it's very cerebral it's an hour and 48 minutes. It can be a tad slow at times, but I think it's all worth it. It's shot beautifully. Uh, uh, it's got Domo Gleason in it, a guy that I love. Uh, Oscar Isaac is in there. This was my gateway drug into Oscar Isaac, and then he would go on to be in Star Wars, but let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Alicia Vikander is in there as the yep. robot. She's great, and she's gone on to do bigger things like she was in... She was in the best video game movie ever made, Tomb Raider, I Will Die on That Hill. And she was also in Guy Ritchie's The Man from Uncle, which is definitely underrated. So she won an Oscar too. For the Danish girl, correct. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. I was just about to miss it. But um I do say I do say this just as not exactly a warning, but as a caveat. This movie's definitely not going to be for everyone. It's mm-hmm. gonna be a bit of a slow burn, but if you're in the right state of mind, I do think it's a very interesting watch.
0: Yeah, I really enjoy this movie. I mean, where else can you watch Oscar Isaac dance like that? I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, you Maybe on
1: SNL, it but not <laughs> in not in I, not in this context.
0: I don't think this movie is that slow. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't think of this as it's not like Blade Runner or something like that where I'm like, oh, uh, I mean I feel like it clips along like fairly well, but uh but it, it you know it builds the tension and this relationship is getting stronger and stronger and stronger between Vikander and uh, Domhout. and uh, and the what, how do you feel about the ending? Do you like the ending without giving it away
1: yeah, yeah, super not giving anything yeah. away i I think it was a good choice I think leaving it ambiguous like it was because mm-hmm. I I think that's what Alex Garland is very good at. He leaves he leaves endings like that up to us the viewer. He's kind of like Stanley Kubrick in that way in that is the ending A or B and the answer is probably going to be
0: yes. <laughs> yeah i must say i was not a big fan of annihilation i was an outlier on that one but i uh, i get why other people liked it uh, this i like way better i i i just uh i don't know it's just a fun little thriller and uh and so yeah it's interesting a uh, good pick and it is very stylish beautifully made um uh, it has really just all the production design all of the things about it it won best visual effects which is really unusual for a uh for a small movie like that to win visual effects you know it's up against marvel and things like that and and uh but you know that the way that they were able to make it just feel like her uh she was the robot so seamlessly
1: yeah and uh and I'm trying to find uh, find who did the uh, the visuals. Hang on, uh, it's oh, it's multiple people. But um, yeah, like when when this one uh, when this won the Oscar for best visuals, I'm like, I didn't expect it, but I love okay. it. Yeah, <laughs> because Alicia Vikander is very much a robot, but she has like she has no hair. All you really see is her face throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. and it's like. There's not like an uncally, uncally valley, uncanny valley yeah. moment where you're like, oh, yeah. that's clearly an effect. It yeah. all integrates just perfectly. And so like gold star to that team, like we should get them to do more stuff.
0: Yeah. Yep. Definitely agree. Well, my next pick is we're going back to the world of rom-coms this is a rom-com that i think is very underrated and uh that i think is very has a great cast it's very warning. it's called the rewrite and this came and went from theaters nobody noticed it except for me i feel like uh but i really i like the cast i like the story it's written and directed by mark lawrence who did who's done a, a number of different rom-coms including music and lyrics with you grant and uh and this one, Hugh Grant plays—he he plays this Oscar-winning screenwriter who is is just failing to get anything off the ground. It starts out and he's like he's considering doing reality TV, and he kind of had his glory days, and and uh, he's not been able to re- repeat them. And so he ends up getting this job uh, working at this uh, school. Uh, being a professor of screenwriting and he's he sees it as this huge downgrade he's very embarrassed and he just wants to do it long enough just to just to just why things are why he can wait and write something else he's 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 not invested Uh, but he gets up there and uh, he ends up uh, having transformation he starts out pretty reprehensible actually and then he has a growth through the course of the school year and it has Allison Janney uh playing uh the English teacher who's obsessed with Jane Austen and she's really funny and good and I mean it's kind of a there's a little bit of tongue-in-cheek there because Hugh Grant was in Jane Austen you know his incense sensibility uh you have uh you have J.K. Simmons who is a, another teacher? He's in this, and he is just like in love with his family. And whenever he, <clears throat> he gets out, it's kind of a joke in the in the story that he can't start, to, he can't uh, not cry for a, as soon as he starts talking about his family. Jake his character starts to cry, and they're like one, two, three out already. Right. <laughs> he can't talk, and I don't know. It's just it's a really sweet movie. It it, it uh, tackles a. A lot about writing, a lot about movies, a lot about uh, you know what motivates us in life. Work uh, also, Marissa May. She plays a, a mom, a single mom who is going back to school, ends up taking his class, and so she's a, the obvious love interest. And I don't, I just think it's charming, and it's just one of those ones that uh, flew under the radar, and uh, everybody I've ever recommended to has liked it. Uh, so. Uh, i i think people should give it a shot
1: yeah the when when i do inevitably watch this movie i'm going to see jk simmons cry and i'm going to quote the line from whiplash where he's like oh are you one of those single tier people (laughs) (laughs) but um when i was (laughs) reading the synopsis for this in preparation for this uh for this recording i was sitting there like wait a minute this sounds a lot like music and lyrics come to find out it's written and directed (laughs) by the same guy. So that, that, that's not, that's not a knock. I just, yeah. It's on just a complete lark and enjoying it. So yeah, it's starring and directed by and written by the same guy. So I guess there really is no reason why I wouldn't like it.
0: And, you know hugh grant he can play a role like this in his sleep like he knows how to do this kind of role but but i don't know i, th- I just think there's a little bit of depth here about him kind of thinking about his life and uh you know he's because he's so known for this one thing that he did when he was young and what is his life amounted to and there's something there i think that that has something you know there's a little bit of weight to it it's not just a fluffy rom-com uh, but also, I, it does have a, quite a bit of discussion about writing and what what makes a good character, what makes a good story, and uh, I think that that's that's worthwhile. So, yeah, I I really enjoy it. I think it's a good a, a good film, and uh, people should check it out.
1: Anyway, so my final choice is uh, is a movie from 1997. It's one of um, it's one of like it's one of those movies that I think. Like it starred a lot of great people, but it 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 like just because of the people in it and who is behind the camera, it's gone under the radar and I wanna start resurrecting it because my final choice is Copland. Uh this was mm. directed by James Mangold, who directed the best X-Men movie ever made in Logan, and of course for V Ferrari, which is which is awesome. Uh it stars and I'm going to read this uh we're going to read this cast list for you: Sylvester Stallone, Harvey Keitel, Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Peter Berg, who would go on to direct *Lone Survivor* and *Deepwater Horizon* and *Patriots Day*, which are all great. Uh, Robert Patrick, T2, uh, Michael Rappaport's in here. Noah Emmerich's in here. He's still working. It's just like you go down the list, and it's just a who's who of like, like just quality guys. And uh, the movie tells the story of Sylvester Stallone. He's a sheriff in this small town outside of New York city where a lot of NYPD cops come to just relax and blow off steam. Well, without giving too much away, something happens. And so, and, and Stallone character is like, is like, are these people really my friends or is there something else going on here? Uh, you can see a lot of James Mangold's, I guess, Mangold-isms in Copland from the very beginning. You would see them in 4V Ferrari and Logan and a lot of other stuff. And it's just, it's really, really great. Uh, if you only know Sylvester Stallone for being like Rambo or Rocky, I do highly recommend that you do check it out because he does really, he does, uh, he does, he has more nuance to him in this, and I read somewhere that he gained like thirty or forty pounds to play this role. And considering how jacked he is and still is today, that's that's crazy. And of course, Ray Liotta's in there; he's great. Uh, Harvey Keitel, always awesome. Robert De Niro, we all know who he is. And just like I said, the cast list just goes on and on and on. And uh, so I'll just leave it off with that because Copland is just—it's just great
0: cool i i've heard of this i remember i feel like when it came out uh people talking about it was a big uh a big uh shift for stallone you know, for, for him to take this role and do it and so <clears throat> that sounds really good uh, well <laughs> my my final choice is Again, a hard left from Copland. But I wanted to talk about it because, like I said, there is tons of Lifetime movies on the Hoopla app. And one of them, Twinkle All the Way, uh, when this airs, it'll actually be tomorrow. It'll be on, uh, or no, it'll be on Sunday, the 23rd. If you become a patron, uh, you can actually join a watch along uh, of twinkle all the way uh with the director and writer that are going to be present for the watch along uh and brian Herzlinger and megan Herzlinger, and they're amazing and uh and so if you like these kind of movies uh and you want to support the podcast my podcasting work uh, these are some of the perks that we can give you we've We've done one of these watchalongs uh every month for the last four months, and we've always had some kind of talent there with uh with them and because that's who I have access to is you know hallmark talent that's what we've ended up doing but uh, I'm totally open to doing other kinds of watchalongs. and uh anyway, so that's just exciting coming up on Sunday. and you only it's only two dollars a month to uh, to participate in the Patreon, and then you can participate in the watch-along at any donation. So that's the shameless plug for the Patreon. It really helps us out a lot and helps me out a lot. And so uh, Twinkle All the Way, I absolutely adore it. I think it is so sweet. It is uh, about, it stars Sarah Drew, who I love. Sarah Drew from Grey's Anatomy, uh, and Ryan McPartland, who is on Chuck, and living with fran and a bunch of other stuff anyway so they play single parents uh, who are put together to work on a school play for their kids and he is a kind of a christmas event planner he he stages uh houses and lighting and stuff like that and uh, and then she is a wedding planner and she's working with her friend to plan the ultimate christmas wedding and, uh, now they have, they're forced to kind of work together and she's super detailed as far as all of her planning and having everything scheduled and, and he's more relaxed and wants to be sort of a creative type. And of course they, they sort of butt heads at first, but, uh, they have really nice chemistry and, uh, I really liked all the, the side characters. Leslie Ann Warren plays his mother. She's actually named Twinkle. <laughs> in the movie um and i don't know just a sweet charming christmas movie uh and i love these two actors so much and there's a there's actually a when they ended up end up having the wedding it is so lovely and i'm normally not a big wedding person when it comes to these movies uh, because i don't like bright zillas but this it's not a bright zilla it's like a community ends up being this like kind of community event which was so charming and great and uh I just I love it. I think it's so good, and uh, so you can watch it on Hoopla, and uh, and then you can watch it on the watch along.
1: First of all, number one, subscribe to this woman on Patreon because she absolutely deserves it, and that was a wonderful hashtag shameless plug. I have <laughs> taught you. you well, my young apprentice. <laughs> number two, uh, we should do a watch along. Like, for, yeah, that'd be fun for the hidden gems. Like, we should like on netflix or or hbo or whatever we want to yeah. do like we should we should do something like that i think yeah. that would be fun that would and be number fun. three when you said the name leslie ann warren when you were talking about this movie i was like why does that name sound so familiar and then i looked her up i'm like oh she was miss scarlet from clue and i'm like yeah. it was like oh now i now i know what she's going to be like in this movie
0: yeah and she's the original cinderella in uh, roger and hammerstein's cinderella um, oh i
1: was going to say she was animated how no
0: is that? <laughs> <laughs> um and uh and i don't know it's just it's such a charming movie and they have like a whole th- the little girls are so adorable they both have little girls and they have this whole time where they make forts and then they have drink hot cocoa under the fort it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's pretty much like life goals to me. I, mean, I love making forts and, and drinking hot cocoa and being all cozy. That's just, that's.
1: <laughs> I'm like, wow, I want some of that now. I know.
0: <laughs> so, and and I love Sarah Drew. And I actually, I, I actually got to interview. Well, so I interviewed Brian Herzlinger last year and uh and he was he's so funny he's so great and his and his daughter plays and his daughter clearly plays one of the little girls and she is so cute and anyway uh he was able to get sarah drew and ryan mcpartlin to come on the call so i had the three of them on and it was it was so exciting uh but uh but I don't know i and but i i I just genuinely like the movie. It's not because of that that I like the movie, but i I just think it's such a if you like sweet Christmas movies, uh then you'll enjoy it.
1: Sweeter than that hot cocoa. yeah,' that's right
0: <laughs> I mean, obviously, I love sweet Christmas movies, so there we go. uh that is my last one, so let us know if you have seen any of these films, talk about a variety. If you watched all 10 of these movies, that would be a really fun thing.
1: I'd like to to hang out with you.
0: I know. Yeah. Uh, So let us know your thoughts on these movies. We would love to hear in the comments section or on Twitter. That would be great. And like you said, if you could support the Patreon, that would be amazing. We also have our merch store, which has tons of fun, uh, particularly Hallmark-inspired merch. So check that out, Holiday-inspired merch. Uh, So, Ryan, where can people find you?
1: Uh, They can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RyanCam20. uh, I've been posting more frequently on Letterboxd. Uh, I've watched a lot of movies over the past like six months because of world events and I right. never posted about them. Well, now I'm starting to kind of catch up. I'm nowhere close to finishing. So like now's a good time to follow me on Letterboxd and, uh, and Twitter and all that and just all my social media in general. And of course, there's my YouTube channel, Ryan Cam's Movie Reviews. Uh, today is a Sunday, which means on a month on with tomorrow, which is a Monday, hopefully my review for Snow White and the Seven Dwarves mm. will be dropping. And then I'll also be talking about Annie Hall and uh, and the bridge on the River Kwai. And then you got Treasure on the, of the Sierra Madre, Best Years of Our Lives, Dr. Strange Love, just a lot of great stuff coming to the channel. Plus, I've got a lot, a bunch of other stuff in the works. I got a Halloween series coming up. Not Halloween the movies, but Halloween just
0: oh, like okay. the,
1: for the holiday. I'm gonna. This is. I won't give too much away here because a magician never gives up his secrets. But <laughs> this Halloween is going to be my most ambitious video series ever on YouTube. So, uh, so now is as good a time as ever to go ahead and subscribe. I'm at 106 subscribers, so just four of you and get me to 110. Like, I don't think that's much to ask.
0: Yes. Subscribe, please, please subscribe. And uh, yeah, and you can find me here at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So if you want to check out, uh, you're going to see that Unhinged review coming up soon. (laughs) Uh, Please check that out. And uh, then also you can find me at the Hallmarkies Podcast, which is so much fun. We have lots of really creative things happening. And I'm really excited about this week. uh, We had, I get to talk to journalist Filiana Neg, uh, who is a senior editor over at ET. Uh, So I'm really excited to get to talk to her about these Summer Nights movies. So we have a lot of really fun stuff over at Hellmark's Podcast. And so check that out. And thanks so much. This is always so much fun. And let us know if, if there's a service like Hoopla or Canopy or whatever that's a little more hidden that you think's worth us checking out and reviewing. We would love to hear your thoughts. And uh, so thanks so much. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye.